Welcome back to Torah Psych 101. I'd like to dedicate this podcast in memory of Rabbi Jonathan Sachs. Um, Rabbi Sachs' recent passing definitely has left a great void in the Jewish world, especially in the area of Jewish philosophy. Many of the ideas that I'm going to share in today's podcast are actually based on Rabbi Sachs' Parsha lecture, which is entitled Physical Fear, Moral Distress. As therapists, we often have clients who present us with dilemmas. A dilemma, as Rabbi Sachs states, generally has no right or wrong answers, just options. For example, a man has an option of two jobs. One job is a high-paying job that will take him far away from his family, and the other option is to take a job closer to home that is so low-paying that he'd likely have to take a second job in order to make ends meet. Neither of them is a great option. In almost every Psych 101 class, students will likely learn about Lawrence Kohlberg's theory on moral development. And Kohlberg uses what's known as the Heinz Dilemma to develop his ideas of how children learn to be upstanding people of moral integrity. And the dilemma goes like this. There's this guy named Heinz who's got a wife who's dying of a rare disease. And only one man has the cure for the disease, but the medicine comes at a price. It's about $2,000. Heinz isn't so wealthy, so he tries to solicit help from others in order to pay the costs of this life-saving medicine. He's only able to secure half the money, so he begs the man to please give me the medicine, and the man refuses. So Heinz has a dilemma. Does he steal the drug and face the consequences? Does he remain a law-abiding citizen and let his wife die? Should he steal the drug because saving a life is more important than breaking the law? And based on those responses, Kohlberg formulated his theory on moral development. We all have dilemmas that we face in life. Some are pretty silly dilemmas, like who should I vote for in the mayoral elections? Or should I use Zoom or Google Meets for my meetings? So sometimes dilemmas like this don't really come with any great options either. But in this week's Parsha, Yaakov faces an actual real moral dilemma. Yaakov hears that he's about to have an encounter with his brother Esau, who's coming with the 400 men, presumably with the intent to kill Yaakov. So what's Yaakov's initial reaction? The Torah tells us, that Yaakov was greatly afraid and distressed. And the obvious question the Mepharshim asks is about the dual emotion that Yaakov seems to have. What's the difference between being afraid and being greatly distressed? So Rashi, citing the Medrash, tells us that he was afraid of being killed, and he was distressed over the fact that he might have to kill others. Now, psychologically, we tend to hear and ponder most to what's mentioned last. So when I hear Rashi's words, that not only was he worried about being killed, but he was also worried about killing others, I hear Yaakov really saying, you know, I'm more concerned about having to kill others. So now, Yaakov was a very strong person himself, as we saw him do battle with angels, lift heavy stones, and so on. His physical strength possibly paralleled Esau, but it was his mental and his moral strength that was far superior and enabled him to become the leader of the Jewish people. So what exactly was Yaakov's dilemma? Get killed, or kill, or perhaps both? Neither of these options sound too good. As Golda Meir famously said, that in time we can forgive our enemies for killing our sons, but it will be harder to forgive them for making our boys kill their sons. No sane person wants to have an opportunity to kill someone. It seems clear to me that Yaakov had a similar mentality. He doesn't want to become a killer. He's facing a dilemma. 
So the question is, why would Yaakov be so scared? What is the actual dilemma? Why would he be so scared to kill someone when he had every right to do so? It's self-defense. So it could be that Yaakov was facing multiple fears, which all seem rooted in guilt. Killing someone, even when you have every right to do so, can induce guilt feelings. And some of Farsham comment on the idea that maybe Yaakov would be, like, so to speak, wasting his achusim if he were to survive, and that would be called, I guess, survivor guilt. But I want to suggest something that I've never seen before. The Kliyakar comments that perhaps Esav waited until his father Yitzchak was no longer alive before making his approach to kill Yaakov, fulfilling what he promised. When Yaakov heard that Esav was coming with 400 men, he might have been distressed over the possibility that his father Yitzchak was no longer alive, and perhaps Esav was the indirect cause of Yitzchak's death. This level of distress could have provided additional fuel to Yaakov and caused Yaakov to kill out of anger. And this would cause Yaakov a great deal of guilt, that he might act out of anger and actually kill someone. This was totally against his moral principles. And as a support to this premise, we know at the end of this week's Parsha that Yaakov was very angry at Shimon and Levi when they killed Shechem out of anger over the incident with Dina. And he says, Achartemosi, you have made me disgusted. So you see clearly that Yaakov was fundamentally principled against killing out of anger. Harold Kushner, the famous author of When Bad Things Happen to Good People, once said that when facing a dilemma, choose the more morally demanding alternative. Moral development comes with the development of a conscience and understanding what principles are of utmost importance to us. This can only happen when a person goes through multiple cognitive processes of weighing the pros and cons when facing a dilemma. Yaakov's dilemma of kill or be killed was perhaps his ultimate moral dilemma, and therefore, by Yetzirlo, he was greatly distressed. Have a great Shabbos.